This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. Go to freedom350.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number, 350.com, and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom350.com. If I could for a moment, Stu, Jeffy, maybe I, maybe I could just explain that our relationship with France is much deeper than just one day or any one particular event. If I could just explain that our relationship with the French, right. I, they understand that we couldn't be bothered being there. They know that. They know that. Uh, we don't, we don't want to indulge in your cute little demonstrations over there that we don't give a rat's ass about. But it goes deeper than that. <laughs> I hope it goes deeper than that. <laughs> it's also the fact that I don't like your fried foods. <laughs> really? It, it's much deeper than that, even. I thought you, I thought you did, John. No, I don't like the, the, it, it weights me down when I, when I go parasailing. Hard to windboard or kite That's right. When That's you, correct. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this, though, that we have deeply shared values and freedom of expression, unless you're trying to express something from the right side of the political spectrum. Then we don't want to hear from you at all. Then I, I encourage the media not to even, not to even broadcast uh, those types of views. Uh, it's because they're not equal. I, this whole thing is so embarrassing. This is Pat Stu, by the way, uh, as you know from the intro. Um, the, the fact that President of the United States doesn't go to France for the rally. Uh, the vice president doesn't go. The secretary of state, John Kerry, does not go. They do send Eric Holder over there for something, but he doesn't go to the rally. He's involved in some other meeting or something. I, you know, I, what is that? The U.S. ambassador to France goes. That's who went. When you've got all these other world leaders, Merkel you see there, uh, Gordon Brown is there, Netanyahu and Mahmoud Abbas are there arm in arm, to show solidarity with the French. Look at this. I mean, and then four million people. It's one of the, I would say, that has to be one of the largest gatherings in the history of the planet. Yeah. I I don't know of any other rally or any other get-together, even in America or in China, where you've got a billion and a half people. I don't know of a place where four million have ever gathered. Is it in a rally, maybe for a parade on New Year's Day or something? Yeah. I don't know. Or the Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York gets two million, maybe, I think, uh, that line the streets. For something like this, I've never heard of it. Wow. Never heard of it. Have you? I can't put my finger on any examples. I mean, it's embarrassing. It's an embarrassment, but there have been many with this administration. I know. You had the reset button with, with Russia, and, and, and our, our relationship with Russia has gone south ever since. You had the, uh, the punishment for the Russians, which was 
uh, okay, we're going to freeze the assets of seven Russian citizens who don't have any foreign assets to freeze. <laughs> That'll teach you. That'll teach you a lesson. That was for Ukraine. That was for the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, what are some of the, the other... Chemical weapons in Syria was... Huge embarrassment. Remember, we were going to do something about that, and then John Kerry blurted out a, essentially right. what amounted mm. to a joke. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they maybe could turn their ways around tomorrow and we'd let them off the hook. And, and then they, they did. did. They did, and they let them off the hook. <laughs> they did. I, what, I tell no, you, they, of, of uh, foreign relations, the uh, appointments of the ambassadors to oh, the countries, they don't even speak huge. the language of the countries. Yeah, not only do they not speak the language, they've never been there. Agonizing. They've that, got that, no that tie to the country. From the same people who huge were like, oh, do you believe Sarah Palin said she could see Alaska from her house? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which she didn't actually say, but still... That's, those same people are appointing people to uh, ambassador positions without any knowledge of the countries. Yeah. Someone posted uh, something, some cartoonist did a, a cartoon showing a picture of like an Islamic extremist with a gun. And, and it was a, new, it was a guy reading a newspaper with <clears throat> their picture. And it said, the Islamic extremist with a gun, our new um, art critic. And then next to it was a picture of Kim Jong-un, our new film critic. Like, that is where we are wow. as a civilization right now. That's pretty they, good. They are pretty much pretty good. vetoing what we watch, what we consume mm -hmm. in entertainment. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they're doing that, what's next? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm kind of concerned about finding out, frankly. Now, the official head count, and I don't know who counted heads. One, two, three, four, five... 1,299,363, 1,200,364. I mean, who's, who's making the, it was 1.3 million, but the French media is estimating 3 million, and today all day I'm seeing 4 million. So who do you believe? I, I don't know, but 40 heads of state, 40 to 50 came. Uh, nobody from uh, the United States except for the uh, U.S. ambassador was involved in this. Um, of course, uh, Alain was there, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, uh, David Cameron, I think I said, did I say David Cameron? No, I said Gordon Brown was there. He's, he's the guy before. It was uh, David Cameron, dozens of other world leaders. And, and, I, you know, and then you have John Kerry saying, well, it's, it's about more than one day. Like it was a, uh, oh, it's not something to quibble about, whether we were there or not. That's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. You had 17 people killed in one day in a terrorist strike. And you can't be bothered to show up in solidarity with the French people over that. Now, we've made a lot of fun of the French over the years. But, you know, when you have something like this occur, all allies, I think, get together yeah. on something like this. I can remember, you know, we did the show, uh, you know, uh, Glenn and I were, and Jeffy were there in Tampa doing the show uh, September 11th, uh, 2001. And I remember afterwards, Glenn, uh, he, mm. at the time, would do these sort of um, inspirational, moving sort of essays set to music. Um, and one of the ones he did was called Thank You, Europe. It was essentially a thank you to the unbelievable outpouring of support from Europe at that time. What was the French newspaper that says, Je suis American, we're all Americans? Um, uh, they really did. They, they did do that. We are all Americans today. And that's how I see. I, it's a Paris I, newspaper that did that. I see the Fran our relationship with France is kind of like that, you know, that brother who. It's a love hate. Yeah, thing. The, it yeah, is like a love hate relationship. Yeah, but you, mm -hmm. but like, but like, you might criticize their behavior, but in in the bottom line is you love them. I mean, like we lo like that's sort of in a way why we get so annoyed. We don't exist um, without them. Right. We don't exist without them. They do share many of our values. I mean, yeah. look, there, there are differences, certainly. Um, but, you know, it's like, you know, Chris uh, Stewart was on with Glenn. 
And Glenn was harder on Chris Stewart probably than he would have been on another congressman because they're friends. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing with French. When the, with the French, like when they they do something that's irritating to us, it pisses us off even more sometimes. Because unlike what the president continually says, they're one of our oldest allies. They are our oldest ally. They were an ally with us before we were us. We were yeah. not a country <laughs> at the point they were an ally with us. When <laughs> when they were allied with us, Great Britain was our worst enemy. Yeah. So that's how old an ally they are. Mm -hmm. They are the original U.S. ally. So it's a, it should be and is, I think, a pretty special relationship. And, yeah, we have squabbles at times. We, we get disgusted with them sometimes. Uh, there is a jealousy factor, I think, and, and that's been well documented and written about. They're not used to not being the, the world power anymore, but they're not. And so that's been somewhat hard for them to take. And I think that's what causes some of the anti-American feelings over there. Because we've become so prevalent and they've kind of been shoved into the background a little bit. So that's going to create some animosity. So there's a little bit of back and forth and a rivalry there. But we are, uh, at the fundamental level, very good friends. Right. Like, Close allies. What are the criticisms of France that Americans say? Oh, you know, there was freedom fries. Mm -hmm. They smell... Uh, these are not serious criticisms. No. Uh, do they not. have a policies they, that we don't... They're surrender monkeys. The surrender monkeys, right. <laughs> uh, yes, That's, okay. okay. Uh, you know, look, I, they're more mockery um, mm -hmm. than, than anything mm -hmm. else. I don't think... I, don't think uh, I mean, look, while all of these things went down in you know, the periods where we disagreed the most, people, Americans, were still going to visit France. They weren't going to visit, uh, you know, the Soviet Union. I mean, unless you're um, Bill de Blasio, you weren't necessarily uh, going to visit... Cuba or the Soviet Union during the height of the Cold War. Right. You know, like, that's not what you do. But you do go visit France. You don't care. Like, we, I, you know, even though there's that, you know, I, what was it? Uh, was it European Vacation? Uh, the, the documentary European Vacation, um, which they showed that people in England like us and people in France do not. Uh, it's a caricature, I think, overall. I mean, like, yeah. there's some of that. But it's not real. And when, when things like this come down, you realize how... You know how how that isn't the real way we feel about each other. We do, you know. Look, we, we, you know, when we have tragedy, we do get together and yes. we do come back together. No question. Just like a broken up family at a funeral, you know, you come back together, you have a couple nice moments, and it might, you know, not always be nice, but at least you, you're addressing those. You things. look at world allies, people who are continually on America's side on on almost every important issue. Right? You've got Great Britain; they'd have to be number one. Uh, after that, Israel. Israel is in there somewhere. I'm not sure if they're second. Um, they may be. Uh, there, you know, there's some spying issues there on both sides. I'm sure yeah. that have tainted the relationship. But it's probably it's probably Great Britain, Israel, Canada, France. Right? I mean, Spain wouldn't be in there. Mexico certainly not. Who? Germany is somewhere in there. They're top. Four yeah, or look, five. they're one of the big ones. Definitely. So, you know, it's nice to Definitely. see that uh, these things... And, I, you know, you, that's why you want Barack Obama, or at least Joe Biden. Look, Joe Biden hasn't done anything in six years. He's been in the basement. Okay, mm -hmm. They haven't let him out of the basement in six years except to swear on microphone. Okay, And to molest children, seemingly. Of and fellow to senators. Have, to have bikers <laughs> sit on his lap. I mean, there's been a few things mm -hmm. that he's done since he's been out. But most, most of the time... He, they don't even it may let him be for house. those reasons where they didn't let him go to this. That may be it. But if, you, if, you, can't, if you can't allow your vice president to go walk with a bunch of people, he should not be, he should vice, not be president. vice president. You should fire him immediately. It's true.
Yeah, and he, sh he should have true. never been nominated, obviously, but that's a whole different story. So now, uh, I, I guess uh, Kerry is going to stop by when he gets a few minutes uh, of time, when he oh, feels thanks. like it. He will stop by France to show solidarity. And he said, uh, I would have personally very much wanted to have been there, but I couldn't do so because of the commitment I had here in, uh, in India. He's speaking of. And it's important to keep these kinds of commitments. Okay, so you couldn't take a day out and, and fly over to I mean, how long does it take? You could have spent uh, four hours going to France and back and hanging out with him. Or it didn't have but again, it didn't have to be Kerry. So um, now what we're hearing is that uh, from CNN sources, the terrorist sleeper cells uh, have been activated in France, and they're also here in the United States. French law enforcement officers have been told to erase their social media presence, carry weapons around the clock, uh, since terror sleeper cells have been activated over the last 24 hours, they also said, uh, as part of this report, that they they have a presence here in the U.S. as well. And does anybody doubt that's the case? Um, I I totally believe that. They also said that uh, French Prime Minister said we are at war against terrorism and radical Islam, something we will not admit. We will not make that statement emphatically, or at all. As a matter of fact, uh, Eric Holder completely uh, beat around the bush on that again. I, I don't know. Can you defeat it while being politically correct? We're going to find out, I suppose. Um, most mm -hmm. likely, no. Um, I believe uh, Canada's prime minister had strong words as well to this effect. Um, and it's not surprising. Uh, yeah. You know, it's obvious. Everybody knows that this, you can be at war with radical Islam without being at war with Islam. It's uh, quite easy. Yes, it's but he, he, won't, he won't admit it. But he and can't admit it. We've showed you that before where he hemmed and hawed for over 60 seconds on it when he was at a, uh, at a hearing. And here he is on two TV talk shows over the weekend doing the same thing. The French prime minister this morning declared that France is at war with radical Islam. Would you say the United States is at war with radical Islam? Well, I would say that we are at war with terrorists who commit uh, these heinous acts and who uh, use Islam. Uh, who they use, use a corrupted Islam. version of Islam to justify their, their actions. Uh, we are bound and determined to hold mm -hmm. them accountable, to find them wherever they are, mm -hmm. uh, and then to try, as you indicated, to come up with ways in which we uh, prevent young mm -hmm. people who become attracted to uh, this uh, radical ideology from uh, becoming mm -hmm. members of these groups right. and uh, perpetrating these uh, these heinous acts. Sure, the French heinous. Prime Minister said yesterday that France is at war with radical Islam. Is the U.S. at war with radical Islam? No, I, I certainly think that certainly we are at think... war um, with those who would commit terrorist attacks <laughs> and who would corrupt um, the Islamic faith in the way that they do uh, 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 to try to justify uh, their agonizing. terrorist actions. Uh, so that's who we are at, uh, at, at, at war with. He, he did, but he, he's still around. He gave notice, a good long notice, like a six-year notice or something. <laughs> By the way, in six years, I'm not going to be in this job anymore. We'll be in a deep into Jeb Bush's <laughs> term, and then he'll finally <laughs> be going away. I mean, who are you to say who's corrupted Islam and who hasn't? Uh, it, you know, they can make the case that these things are in the Quran. Yeah, I mean, I look, you know, there's some, you probably, there's been plenty of sites since 2001 that have gone through and picked out bad things from the Quran. I mean, we've had uh, Zudi Jasser on who said most of the stuff that these guys tie themselves to is from the Hadith, which my understanding, again, I'm, I'm no expert in this area, I will admit, uh, but the Hadith was something, basically a collection of things Muhammad supposedly said 
uh, taken two to three centuries after his death. Recorded two to three centuries after his death. How reliable are those? I don't know. Mm. Reason posted, I thought, and I had never seen these before, uh, some, some quotes from the Koran, which, tell me, can you live beside these people? Okay, is there a coexistence with a person like this? Listen, uh, this is talking about, um, uh, this is Koran verse 668. When you see them engaged, talking it's one of about, my favorites, by yeah, well, it's, I think it is one of my favorites to it's be honest. Like, and, and again, they're talking about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. people who are not believers. Okay. Of course, as I press that to wake the computer up, it skips to another page. Here we go. Uh, when you see them being non-believers engaged in vain discourse about our verses, turn away from them unless they engage in a different subject. I can live, I can coexist with that person completely. Yeah. yeah. Completely. How about this one? Again, this is Quran 2855. Whenever they, now we're talking about believers in Islam, whenever they hear vain talk of ridicule, mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about, right? This is right in the middle of it. Vain talk of, of ridicule. ridicule. Whenever they hear vain okay. talk of ridicule, uh-huh. they withdraw from it decently and say, to us our deeds and to you yours. Peace be upon you. We do not seek to join the ignorant. Oh. I like I that. can live with that person. I live with that. Completely live with that person. Yeah. Now, look, I don't. There are other things in there. You know, look, this, these are complicated pictures, but obviously, to some degree, they do endorse the behavior we want them to have, mm-hmm. which is when you get pissed off at somebody for for mocking your religion, you do what we do and just kind of like ah, whatever, and you move along uh, on with your life. Mm-hmm. But that's so. When you get to this point of you don't want to say everybody who's Muslim does these things because obviously they don't. And if every if 1.2 billion people were all trying to kill people in shopping malls, the world would be a much more dangerous place. However, you know, you have to be able to address Mm -hmm. and and address honestly that there is radical Islam and that is what we're at war with. If you can't say that like the French and the Canadians can, what kind of balls do you have? And how are you ever going to solve this problem? It's not going to occur if, with that attitude. It's not. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Enjoy the veal. It's kosher. There's more of it coming up in just a second. Unpatent stew. <laughs> Discussing in the break, these, uh, these emails leaked, not leaked, I guess kind of leaked, obtained by National Review Online, I guess that's the right mm-hmm. word, from uh, Al Jazeera. So this is not an intentional leak by Al Jazeera. They certainly did not want people seeing these. However, uh, National Review has, has reported on them. And the, the emails go, they, they start from basically uh, one of the, what is his, uh, the actual role of the, uh, let's see, it is the executive producer of Al Jazeera English. He's editor and executive producer. Um, staff-wide email. And writes, please accept this note in the spirit that it is intended to make our coverage the best it can be. <laughs> um, <laughs> when was that ever a consideration for Al Jazeera? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to make their coverage the best it can be? No. Yeah. No. They asked the question, was this really an attack on free speech? Who is attacking free speech here exactly? Does an attack on two to three guys on a controversial magazine equate to a civil, civilizational attack on European values? Really? Now, okay, that part right 
there, if you take that by itself, you can almost say, yeah, okay, I mean, that's a, you've got a point. Okay, you could say at right? least to that point, not, maybe not even a, um, uh, a, a good point per se, but at least you have an argument to not jump to mm-hmm. make this all about civilizational attack level stuff. It's a, it's a, right. it's, it's a, it's a mass murder. And that's okay yeah. to look at it that way. I think you have to look at the motiv- motivation. But it goes on. I am Charlie is an alienating slogan with us or against us type of statement. One that can be anti-Charlie uh, Hebdo racism and also against murdering people. One can be against the racism or uh, mockery of, of Muhammad and also against murdering people. Obvious, I know, but worth stating. And I would say it is sort of worth stating. Um, you know, like, I think that's true. I would say that that is... Largely what most people in America who are faithful would, would be. I, 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 no one says, I don't think there's a lot of people who are saying, well, I'm absolutely thrilled that they showed Muhammad in pornographic poses. Uh, like, you can say, I don't, look, I wouldn't buy that magazine. I completely support their right to do it. Uh, you know, I, but I'm not going to buy that magazine. You know, it's not interesting to me. I don't support it. However, obviously, the reaction to it is a much bigger problem than the drawings themselves. Um, they, they urged, uh, also worth stating is that we don't, still don't know much about the motivations of the attackers outside of a few words overheard on the video. Yes, it clearly was a punishment for the cartoons, but it didn't take them eight to nine years to prep this attack. Well, this is, neither did the cartoons happen eight to nine years ago. They were, they were like 2012. Well, there were, the initial batch of them was 2006, which he's kind of referring to, the Dutch ones. The, that was the, right. that, that, but you're right. It, the, there were more recent examples of it, and they continued to do it after that first mm-hmm. batch. Uh, is this perhaps a response to something more immediate, French action against ISIL, Mali, Libya? If that's the case, why do you go to the, the cartoon place? Why, right. do you go to the, why do you go to the newspaper? No, it's, it's because of the depiction of, of the Prophet Muhammad. That's why, that's why these guys chose to uh, do the attack where they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a stupid point. Goes on to finish. Defending freedom of expression in the face of oppression is one thing. Insisting on the right to be obnoxious and offensive just because you can is infantile. Um, you know, look. Uh, should not lead to uh, mass slaughter. However. No, it should not. And I, look, I will say this. This part of it, which is a staff-wide email from the executive producer of Al Jazeera English, is not completely horrific to me. Because mm-hmm. the issue, when you are in that position, your job is to push your, your journalists or your hosts uh, to try to consider their own viewpoints, to take, think mm-hmm. critically about a situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can all look at Al Jazeera and say, okay, obviously they're the ones that somehow come up with a problem with, with everybody else's narrative on this. And that's true. However, you know, look, we, you know, my title is executive producer of the radio show. I do this at Glenn all the time. I, take, I go to him with views that I don't believe to make sure I push him in some way to make him think about what he's about to say. I mean, that is your role as you oversee something like that. As Scott Baker, who runs uh, you know, the Blaze editorial side, he does the same thing. I mean, it, that's what you have to do. Uh, you, know, you have to take uh, you know, positions that might be, um, you know, to an outside source, uh, you know, look bad sometimes to, to push mm-hmm. your journalists, to push people in a direction to make sure they're, they're being, they're really thinking the story out and not just going with what everyone else is saying. So I don't think that's bad, although I think it gets worse um, because people start responding to this email chain. Um, someone writes, uh, let's see, this is um, uh, from the Qatar-based correspondence of, of uh, Al Jazeera. I guess if you insult 1.5 billion people, chances are one or two of them will kill you. 
wrote Mohammed Val Salam, uh, who reported for Al Jazeera's Arab language channel before joining its English wing in 2006. And I guess if you encourage, uh, encourage people to go on insulting 1.5 billion people about their most sacred icons, then you just want more killings. Because as I said, in 1.5 billion, billion, there will be some fools who don't abide by the laws or know about free speech. Okay. Uh, when Charlie Hebdo did was not free speech, it was an abuse of free speech, in my opinion. Go back to the cartoons and look at them. It's not about what the drawing said, it's about how they said it. I condemn those heinous killings, but I'm not Charlie. Now, these are uh, internal sort of uh, emails. Um, mm -hmm. Then someone who uh, works at Al Jazeera, from, became from the BBC, writes, uh, emails a polite reminder that journalism is not a crime. <laughs> now, uh, kind of gets to the point. And then mm. she gets really pissy reactions to that. Um, her response triggered a furious reaction from other of the Arab Network's correspondents. First, I adem the uh, brutal killing, uh, wrote uh, Omar Al-Saleh, uh, a roving reporter currently on assignment in Yemen. But I am not Charlie. Journalism is not a crime, but insultism is not journalism. And, and this is all in capitals. And not doing journalism properly is a crime. I mean, that's no, getting to, not. That's, first of all, no. But also, that's getting to the point where you are sort of justifying the killings. Yeah. You can say all you want that it, you're against the killings, but when you're saying that insulting people is, uh, is essentially criminal. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. You know, that's where you get, I think, it gets a little dark. I, I do agree with the fact that the cartoons aren't necessarily journalism. That uh, yeah. doesn't seem journalistic to me. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, cartoons not... are you, when you go to the cartoon section of the Sunday. You, you go to the Sunday comics. Do you believe those to be journalism? Right, but you're not talking no. Sunday. You got a, a, no. a, a, a political cartoon. Is that a, is that journalism? Not really. I mean, it's not news reporting, but it is opinion. It is yeah. it's opinion. It's the opinion pages. I mean, I think like the one I talked about earlier, where it said, uh, you know, the picture of the angry jihadist and said, this is our new art critic and uh, Kim Jong-un. And this is a, our new film critic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's is that journalism? I mean, it's an opinion. It's mm -hmm. not, I don't know that it's journalists, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's the opinion pages of the newspaper, I would say. Yeah. Um, I don't you know. Part of the issue with with what they did at Charlie Hebdo was essentially they just did it to piss people off. Like, it was more like, we know you don't want us to do this, so we're going to do it. And I, look, I, I, part of me likes that. Um, there was the, uh, the um, let's see if it's in here. We, I think we read this um, from uh, Ross, uh, I can't think of his last name, but he was from the New York, from the New York Times. Uh, here we go. And he wrote, uh, um, when someone gets this pissed off and starts killing people because of something you're doing, you almost certainly have to do it because the murderers cannot be allowed for a single moment to think that their strategy can succeed. And part of me thinks, I, you know, that's a pretty good point. If you, negotiating if, with terrorists. Right. If you, all these, yeah. It's like if these people, mm. if these people come out and, um, and see that the intimidation of artists will stop them from doing art, mm. they will go for Charlie Hebdo first, and then they will come to The Blaze and other places because if they see that it works, it can, it's almost like more people have to do it. In some ways, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating that people necessarily go out and make, you know, pornographic car you know, cartoons about Muhammad. Things people hold sacred. Right. I mean, just because, just from common yeah. courtesy. Like, right. I don't want to insult. I have no need to insult people who it. believe that. You, you just can do it. You can. But I mean, in some ways, if people stop doing it, if people start blurring out the cartoons when they're reporting on the news, that sends a signal that okay, we can intimidate these people into action. What can we intimidate them to do next?
Mm-hmm. And I do think, you know, at the very least, if you're a journalistic news source, you should be showing these cartoons, at least the ones that are okay to air, you know, right. in your particular jurisdiction. Uh, you know, like here, we've been, I mean, if you, and you can't see it right now, but if you look at the radio set today, Glenn has on a stand that newspaper, even when we're not talking about it, it's directly next to him on a little stand just in case at some point it comes up. It's on display all the time. Can we show a little uh, frame of this? Because, you know, it's, I know it's a little dark over there, but. Uh, there we go. I don't have the lights on. There it is. Look at Sitting that. Sitting right next to where right Glenn there. is. And look, you know, it's important. I do think that part of it is important. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to send the message, I believe, in a free society that that sort of crap doesn't work. 888 back. More Pat and Stu coming up. Um, wow. Anybody watch the Golden Globes last night? I, I, had, a, I had it on in the background. Did so you? I was working on some stuff. Yeah. I, didn't even know, I didn't even know it was on this weekend. I happen to be... Golden Globes? You know, wow, they I, still do that? I was flipping through the channel watching the end of the football and, and, and noticed it. Okay. I was like, ah, you know, I threw it on. Mm-hmm. My wife was watching it. Watching, do, I was doing a little work on the computer. It's on in the background. There's a couple movies that I watched this year that I liked. Mm-hmm. It was kind of root for your guys. I was going to boycott it. To begin with, mm-hmm. I was actually going to pull a, a make a choice and mm-hmm. not watch it. Okay. Then I ended up, but I gave in. You, you did watch because uh, I don't know the biggest show on television, uh, nowhere to be found on the Golden Globes, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead didn't get anything, not even a nomination. Was it nominated for anything? Wow. There, there was a few things like that that they're talking about um, that were totally snubbed. I think all Netflix. Shows were completely snubbed, right? House no, of Cards. No. House, no, House of, of Cards, Cards, Cards won. Spacey won. It did win. Actor. Or yeah. something. I thought yeah. I saw that that was a snub. Let me, no. let me just let me consult my. <laughs> no, Kevin. Hmm. Yeah, I saw Kevin Spacey's <laughs> speech. He yeah. he won Best Actor in a TV Series Drama okay. over uh, Clive Owen, who is in The Nick, which I've never heard of. Uh, Ray Donovan, Leif Schreiber, which I've, I've, I've never seen. Okay. James Spader, The Blacklist, and Dominic West, The Affair. The Affair, I've only seen one episode of, but it's, it's pretty interesting, and it won a lot of awards yesterday. Mm. Um, I can't remember. I think The Affair is the one, correct me if I'm wrong. Have you seen it, Jeffy? It's pretty interesting where they do, they show an actual affair between two people developing, um, and they show like half of, I might butcher this, but half of the episode is the guy's telling and half of it is the woman's telling. So the guy mm. kind of walks you through how these things happen, and you, you kind of get to that point where you're like, oh, geez, man, he, he was trying to be a good guy, and things went down the wrong. And then they show the woman's side of it, and she's like, he was more abusive, and she, none of the stuff he said happened the way. And it's like they're, they're dueling tales as they talk about this affair. It's kind of an, it's a really interesting concept. If, yeah. Did I butcher that? Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay, okay. But I, I mean, I have not watched it. I just know what, they, what they're doing. But I can't watch the affair stuff. It brings up too bad bad memories anyway wait what what no, why no. what does that mean nothing never mind let it go okay well, we can't let it you brought it up in the middle yeah, I, that's I, said, I, can't, I can't watch it so it brings up too many bad memories is this because you yourself have had have you ever not or? had an affair is that a is there ever been a time in which you were I not about with it, multiple? Sure. okay 
Mm-hmm. He's thought about not having an affair. That's <laughs> sure. That's the best thing you've ever done, Jeffy. Wow! Congratulations. Thank he spent you. a moment thinking about not having an would affair. Would not have guessed that. Would no. not have guessed. I that. would not have either. Uh, this is uh, going into the Golden Globes uh, ceremony. The digital behemoth Netflix looked well positioned for multiple wins, but uh, the the dramedy Orange is the New Black yeah, went right. over three. Mm-hmm. Ricky Gervais couldn't pull off an upset for Derek, and only Kevin Spacey's win for House yeah. of Cards uh, kept Netflix from being shut out entirely. So. I guess they, they didn't win a lot, but no. they yeah. won the one spacey thing. Best TV series uh, drama, The Affair, did wind up winning that, but uh, g- uh, Good Wife, or excuse me, House of Cards was against it. Uh, also, Downton, Downton Abbey, which is the show Glenn loves, I know. Game of yeah. Thrones, I, that seems feels like a Jeffy series. You like that? Game that of HBO? Thrones, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's okay. My son loves that. Okay. And uh, The Good Wife was uh, against it as well. Best actress in a TV drama, you got Claire Danes in Homeland, uh, who lost uh, I to hear good Ruth, things about that. Again, Ruth Wilson in The Affair. Uh, that, hmm. that show it did it very well. Robin Wright, House of Cards, was up in that uh, as well. You recognize that name. Mm-hmm. And he got a couple of other. Uh, th- I thought the, the movies were kind of interesting, um, which was uh, Best Motion Picture. Uh, and they do drama and, and comedy. Drama. They break it up, which I like. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Boyhood won, um, which is this movie we've talked about here. Is the, They filmed it over 12 years and mm-hmm. let the kid age in real time. So they could actually have him, the same kid for the whole movie, like not get an adult <clears throat> to play the adult scenes. They actually actually started as he was a little kid and let him grow through the part for 12 years. Pretty Great amazing concept. concept and apparently yeah. unbelievably well done. It's three hours, I think. So you're, you're really jumping in. But uh, Foxcatcher, um, which mm. I, can't, I don't even remember which one that one's about. It's about rugby or something. Some I can't remember. <laughs> yes. What is it? Wrestling. That's right. Wrestling. Yeah, I had no interest in that one. Imitation game I really want to see. Pat, you did see it over vacation. What did you think of it? Mm. Uh, it's well done. Well done, movie. It's a strong endorsement from Pat. <laughs> uh, wow. Seems well like there may have been a hesitation. Well acted. Well done. Interesting story. So it's well done. It's well acted. And there's a very interesting story. So I can put those pieces together, and you're going to give it four stars, I would, I would assume. Uh, great movie. One of the best you've ever seen. I would give it some stars. Maybe See, star. I, uh, I would give it a star. Wow. <laughs> so you really didn't, like because you thought, if I may ask, mm-hmm. there was a little bit too much message in it, you think? Too much Maybe message towards the end? for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Message that strayed from what I think his life was about. And, and maybe his life was about this thing. I don't know. You know, maybe he's completely defined by that. I, whatever. Okay. I think, yeah, his, uh, his defeating the Nazis thing was a big thing. Glenn actually thought it was, it. it was yeah. great. And uh, he would probably give it four or five stars. Glenn uh, also loved Selma. Uh, loved Selma. Huge on that mm-hmm. today. The Theory of Everything, I don't even remember being a movie. Uh, was that a movie? Is that coming from that? <laughs> yes, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> oh, the Stephen Hawking thing, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that one. I'd um, like to see that, actually. It's... Boyhood won, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to see that, too. Uh, best Actress in a Motion Picture. Um, Jennifer Aniston was in a motion picture this year and was up for Best Actress Didn't, in the movie. Yeah, I've never cake, heard of Cake. Cake. That's her special cake. project she was in love with. Hmm. Cake. Julianne Moore won, though, for Still Alice, another thing I haven't heard of. Felicity Still Jones' Theory of Alice. Everything. Yeah. Oh, that that one, I believe, is about Alzheimer's. And probably okay. not the feel-good no, movie of the year. Okay. Which is why it won, of course. Uh, yep. Felicity Jones was up for The Theory of Everything. Gone Girl, Rose, Rosamund Pike. And Reese Witherspoon in Wild. She was in some offbeat movies this year. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my wife saw Wild and loved it. Did she? Great. Yeah. Although she said, I'm not going to be walking that long. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. She's a, she runs half marathons, not walking. 
the entire West Coast to discover herself. I probably wouldn't do that either. Probably wouldn't. There. I, we don't have the uh, the one I, I was excited about was um, uh, comedy. Uh, the comedy, which was uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I like. I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. Typically, eh, you know, some of them I'm, I'm not. Some of his movies I'm not as crazy about, but I really did like uh, the last two, Moon, Moonrise King, Kingdom, and this one. I really liked a lot. And that's what won. Uh, yep, Grand Budapest Hotel did win. It was very good. If you oh. like that, it's weird. What Wes else Anderson was nominated weird for that, a lot of people? You know. Uh, I don't. I think we have that category handy. Um, for what? Uh, what? Best uh, comedy. Yeah. Uh, I think we have the little graphic, fancy graphic. Best comedy. Do you it. have it? The TV list series. No. Best comedy, comedy movie. Movie. Comedy movie. Not TV. Best. Yeah. By the way, th th that's an interesting one. Though, while you look that up, Jeffy, the TV comedy best comedy won by an online service. I know. That's what. That's not why Netflix. I have it up there. Amazon Video. They have a, a, a comedy series. I have not seen it. Um, if, what's the name of it, Jeffy? Transparent? Transparent, I've yeah. not seen it. Although it has the guy wow. uh, from Arrested Development in it, which makes me want to see it. One of the guys from Arrested he, Development. I mean, they were all about the LGBTQ. Is that what it was about? Is that what it's about? Yeah, I, it's I still, about. I like him enough that I would like at least like to see an episode, but is a, that's an interesting thing. He thanked thing. them all for opening his eyes and making him a better him. That's very nice. He's ever been. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have the uh, comedy uh, movie? Uh, Grand Budapest. Yeah, I know. What and, else uh, is in the comedy? Into category? the Woods. Into the Woods was nominated. Birdman. Birdman. Okay. Saint oh, yeah. Vincent. Oh, St. Vincent. Pride. I want to see, too. That's Bill Murray. I, I have not. Haven't seen Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel. Birdman. Did see Into the Woods. Did not see Pride. Never even heard of it. Oh, and St. Vincent, I've not heard of. Wow. Did Saint they Vincent go is obscure is, this year? St. Vincent, you may have heard of Bill Murray. the Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Which yeah. He, remember, he had that really bizarre story of like how, how he started. started acting in it. Glenn and, also loved that. He saw yeah. that, too? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to see that. Yeah. He, you know, Glenn, I will say, uh, if I could probably take the, the, the most um, uh, commonly seen at a movie theater people that I know and take 20 of them, combine them, and they will not have seen half the amount of movies Glenn sees. <laughs> like, I That's true. know no one who, who has been to a theater as much as Glenn been in the last month in the last 10 years. That's all Glenn does all the time is go to watch movies at the theater. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything like it. I'm a guy who loves to go to the movies. He movies. sees all the movies. He does see a lot of movies. And then he goes, how do you have time to watch sports? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not at the movie theater every eight minutes. Could that be it? How do you have time to watch all these sports? I'm so busy. At the theater? Triple eight seven two seven deck More patents still coming up. I saw Selma this weekend, and I saw St. Vincent this weekend, and I saw Into the Woods this weekend, and I saw... All right, we got it. Into the Woods sucked, by the way. Don't go see it. Awful. It sucked. That was what's your face, son? What's your face? That's why. Girl, straight in there. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Good news. In fact, great news. Really? Yes. yes. Finally, the yes, answer to all of our problems right here. Oh, Mitt Romney. I want to be president. Yes. Yay! Yeah, that. Are you are you for real? Yay! Oh my god, I'm so glad he's decided. Oh, wow, have we been waiting for this? In a meeting with Republican money men Friday. There are Republican money men and he was meeting with them. Mitt Romney said he was considering a 2016 presidential run. As recently as uh, August, right? He said no, uh, I'm not going to. And said no, he's not going to. Uh, yeah, but we can hear the 
It's deafening the cries for him to In run. fact, he, when he sat down with, with Chris Wallace, he said, absolutely, this is a quote, absolutely will not run. I absolutely will not run. How do you, how do you wriggle out of that one? It just doesn't matter. Those statements no. mean nothing. It's just like Elizabeth Warren. She yeah. says she's not running, too. We all know she's going to run. She's going to win the nomination. And Pasolini is underwear. We all know that's happening. Yeah, no. no. What? Don't try that to deny it. <laughs> uh, but according to the Washington Post, when he spoke to dozens of donors on Friday, he minced no words, and he said flat out, quote, I want to be president, unquote. I want to be president. Well, then you shouldn't be. I, 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 I go with the George Washington, um, Thomas Jefferson. I'm kind of serving against my will thing because you need me because you begged he, me to do it romney right? that is the way he pitched it to us initially back yes. in 2008 and i like that yeah i, I like that. that and i, I he kind of said the same thing in 2012 behind the scenes like look you know i i don't really want I that want to. and now he wants but. to be president i don't know he um he said too that uh, he uh uh uh, his wife has changed her mind, Ann Romney, uh, who, you know, is very likable. And she cha she was against it and now has changed her mind. She's now for it. And he said in this article, basically, he told these donors, go out and tell everybody that needs to know. I'm, I'm putting this thing together. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. This guy, again, was saying the so exact opposite. So he's obviously opposite. going to run. He's going to run. So, so we have four announced candidates right now. Rank them for me because I think we'd be pretty much the same in our rankings. Rick Santorum. Rick Santorum. Number one. Number one. To me, I think Mitt Romney's Mitt Romney still number two, two which is yes. really sad about who's... Yes. Uh, I think Jeb Bush, to me, is probably number three. Number three. And Mike then Mike Huckabee in four. last place. But still... Now, yeah. we know there's uh, like a 99.9999% guarantee that, uh, that uh, Rand Paul is jumping into this fray as well. Rand Paul will be a presidential candidate. Okay. So... Considering Rand Paul, now who among the five? Where, where do those five rank? Still, for me, it's Rick Santorum. Above Mitt. Above Mitt. And then Mitt, number two. And then Rand Paul. And then Jeb Bush, and then Mike Yeah, Huckabee. we definitely will have some. I, Are you I there, would, too? I would separate with you there at the top, I think. Would you? My question would be, would I put Rand Paul? I would put Rand Paul ahead of Mitt, I think. So uh, he'd be number two. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I between him and Rick Santorum, I mean, I like a lot of stuff Rand Paul does more than I like Rick. The thing that I'm not crazy about Rick on, I like Rand on, but the opposite is also true. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, right. I, I would be, I don't know what, how a Rand Paul, like a situation where we have to deal with a major threat from a foreign power. I, I think I know how mm -hmm. Rick Santorum would react to that yeah. strongly. I don't know how I, how Rand Paul would react to that. So I mean, I, you know, one two would be Rick and Rand for me for sure. I just don't, I'm not sure of order at this point. But again, I, you know, the thing about here is, I, I think if you look at it honestly, um, you know, things can change. People can run great campaigns. People can run terrible campaigns. But as it stands right now, the guy who out of those two who has a chance to be the nominee and has a chance to win, to me, probably is Rand Paul. I don't think that. I mean, he he's going to have a real tough time when he gets in the campaign, and people are looking at him a lot more critically. And mm -hmm. I don't know that. I, hopefully, he's prepared for that. I don't know if he is. Um, where Santorum's gone through that fire, but part that fire does burn you. And the same thing happens to Romney, by the way. Um, you know, Romney has gone through that fire, and he has been twice. you know twice and been you know burned by it. I mean, you know, he's still going to have to deal with all the crap he had to deal with last time, plus more, whatever new thing uh, they, they take on. So, I mean, I you know. It's a difficult thing. I think you have to say the prohibitive favorite right now uh, out of the people who have announced has to be Mitt Romney by a wide margin. 
-hmm. He has all the structure there. Um, even over Jeb Bush, uh, who his, those two guys have the structure. Huckabee was a Huckabee and Santorum are very similar in their, um, you, know, you know, their electability. You know, they both were that sort of uh, religious person alternative to the guy who got elected. Mm -hmm. um, they both kind of went. They both had that same sort of role in both in 2008 and then 2012 with Santorum. Um, and Santorum actually had a better showing than Huckabee did. Um, I, 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 at least that's arguable, at least. Um, but, the, you know, they're going to, I think, fight it out, and they're going to have a tough time, one of them, uh, winning. Uh, obviously, the guy who would be the clear favorite for me has not even hinted really yet that he's running. No, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has not even said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I put together an exploratory committee, all of that stuff. None of that has been done by about him. About time yet. if he's going to, too. I, you know. Feels I, like it. I guess, but he's got a year and a half, so I don't know. Is it time? He's got almost two years, fact is, until yeah. the election. So I know, but look, it's just showing how Romney and Bush, those two specifically, are jumping in this early. Now, right. And Santorum as well, because Santorum is, is a guy with a lot of political uh, understanding. He's not a guy who, he's not an mm -hmm. outsider. He's not Ben Carson, for example, running for president, who's never done this sort of thing before. This guy knows how the game is played very well. In multiple Senate campaigns, a presidential campaign, he knows the deal. Those three guys all jumped in really freaking early. Well, and I would think that Ted would want to, because this is, he, people are going to get to know who he is. They're going to have to understand who he is and what he's all about and really understand his policies and he's going to have to overcome all of the well you shut down the federal government no no i didn't no i didn't i can't do that for first of all i don't have the power to shut down the federal government okay yeah, the house it, uh, it's ridiculous but so i think he needs some time to get through that process and and have people get to know him and understand who he is and what he's all about. So I'd like to see him announce pretty soon. I think he's going to. Plus, you got to get the money. I mean, you need gotta to get money. raise money, and it's not going to yeah. be super. None of the establishment figures are going to come to back Ted Cruz. Right. So it's going to take him. Uh, he's got a tougher road to get there than some others. Patents to triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, welcome, welcome to it. Great to have you here. Um, we were just talking a few minutes ago about the, some of the pres presidential hopefuls or the possible hopefuls that we think are going to jump into the race. Has anybody? I think it's only only Rick Santorum that's actually said I'm running. Right? They've he, all all said ex all formed exploratory campaigns. Right. Has he actually said I'm running? I or think do I just do that have that yet. perception? I think, yeah, I think he said yet. the exploratory campaign okay. thing as well. I don't, and I don't even know if Romney's even got to that level yet, but he's indicated that he will be doing it. Right. Um, so we just came up with a list of 14 or 15 people who will be in this. And then uh, coming soon, we're well, actually yeah, going to have... We'll go in, we'll, yeah, we, we were just coming up with a list for another separate segment that we're doing, and we mm -hmm. were up to around 30. 30, wow. And, and again, like, wow. you know, some of them are fringy, you know, like the Donald Trump will be talked about. Okay, yeah, I get it. But yeah. some of them, I mean, you can go through, I mean, you can get easily 20 people that legitimately you would not be surprised if they announced tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. it's that it's that wide open. I don't think I've ever seen, I don't think we've ever had a race like this. It is, it is open. It really is. And uh, there are some guys in there, 
Like Scott Walker, I'd love to hear more from. Yeah. I, I, he could convince me that he's the guy. Uh, Marco Rubio, who I was really down on for a while. I, you know, I'm, he's still not my superhero in the party. That would that belongs to well, Ted Cruz, but you over, though. he's right there yeah. with me right now. He's in my upper echelon, that's for sure. <laughs> it's so crazy how these things happen. It, I mean, it you're is, up isn't it? These guys, um, but you know, it, it could be. I mean, he'd have a could be he'd Rubio. A, if you Rubio go to your like uh, once is. favorite website, Pat uh, RickSantorum.com, uh, he asks uh, your support of Rick Santorum for president is greatly appreciated. So he's. He's, well, he's running. Look, anyone. He's, running. he's in. Uh, somebody, he's in. We, we've asked this question before on the air. Has anyone ever announced an exploratory campaign and then didn't run? Has that I ever, doubt it. Has that ever happened? Doubt, I mean, maybe it. it's happened once. I can't think of one example. And when what you, are you exploring? How much you it. want to run? We explored it and we decided that it's right. not a good time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know. Like the exploratory campaign, there's some sort of donation benefit yeah, money, to these right? guys, yeah. which yeah. is the reason they do it. They can essentially run before they're, they can raise money before they're running, Yeah. which is a, there's a benefit there to them on that one. So I, I don't, you know, again, like you don't know um, what's going to happen with these guys, but like we don't, you don't indicate interest like that and then back out of it because it looks bad for you. Yeah. So. Uh, you know who's ridiculous? Uh, and is one of the leading candidates if you're to listen to the news media, and that's uh, Chris Christie, who's handled himself poorly lately, I think. You know, I, I don't agree with the bashing of, oh, that eliminates him for presidential consideration because he was in the Cowboys' skybox, luxury box, watching the game. <laughs> it's stupid. But did he look ridiculous jumping up and down in that bright red sweater with Jerry uh, Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. And then we all of a sudden have all these earthquakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? I, think I usually not. save those for Jeff. Thank yeah, you. But Chris Christie it was appropriate. With yeah, Chris. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> the, fatty. Yeah. Uh, but Walker had some fun uh, yesterday during the Green Bay game because he talked about uh, some, the fans. He was sitting in the crowd, and he talked about uh, fans taking a picture and, and uh, tweeting, Hey, New Jersey, our governor sits with us. Yeah, rather than in the... Owner's box. <laughs> Paul Ryan nice. had a, uh, at, at a at, after the win for the Packers over the Cowboys, and you somehow missed that result, uh, basically taunting him and, and taunting Chris Christie with a picture of him as well, with his family well, in the crowd yeah. rather than in the evil owner's box. To me, look, if you can get in an owner's box, you go to the owner's especially box. Especially at Green okay? Bay. That's kind of mm -hmm. stupid, actually. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> stupid to be on the cold. You go to the, especially, <laughs> the Green Bay Stadium is interesting, too, when they pan up to it. It looks like it's 80% luxury boxes. Have you yeah. seen yeah, the it? Yeah. There's a very so small too. outside area, and then there's a big wall of glass. I, it's really surprising. I mean, I, I remember looking, looking at that yesterday going, oh, my gosh, they really have juiced that thing. They really there. have. I mean, it's, it's a nice thing. But that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry. We can all pretend all we want and say, oh, we're all part of the people. And we want to sit in the crappy seats and be cold. Yeah, no. no, we don't. We want to be in the owner's box. There's a reason why the owner picked the owner's box. <laughs> Is okay? there a living better. human being who would say, no, I want to be want to be in the upper deck of the end zone seats when right. it's 24 degrees and the wind's blowing at 15 miles an hour. I want to be in that yeah. sky. Every box. other game, every everybody other game, you know, would want to be up in right. the box. Right. Yeah, everybody. Now, now look, there is an argument in certain sports that you'd rather be closer to the action, which I can I can see. Um, you know, for example, Mark Cuban, the owner of the uh, Dallas Mavericks, sits in the same seat every single game, which is right on the court. Yeah, he's not in a box. Which I look.
love for, you know, want to be close to the action. That's, I can understand that. But when it's negative 60 degrees out there, put me in a freaking owner's box with some glass around it, okay? Better believe I want it, it to be warm. I want it to be toasty. I want there to be a buffet there. I want to be able yeah. to eat whatever I want, yeah. whenever I want, okay? I don't want to be walking up to freaking stands I don't know. and making people. Like, I never, I, you know what? Never been invited to an owner's <laughs> box. But if I was invited to an owner's box, I would go. So would you. So would everyone else in the world. Mm-hmm. You could say all you want. You want to be, I want to be with the people in the cold. No, no you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you, you don't. don't. No, you don't. You don't, no. really, you don't. You're lying is what's happening there. All right, 888-727-BECK. Now, USA Today is saying that a Saudi prince has said $100 a barrel uh, oil will never happen again. That seems really odd. That, Especially and impossible. Considering the fact that six months ago we did have it, and six months ago everyone was saying $50 in oil will we'll never, never be seen again. again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I buy it. Um, but, I mean, it's Prince Alawid also... Uh, he's the guy from Saudi Arabia, Saudi Prince. He's the guy who, isn't he the guy that owns, like, part of Fox News? Uh, is he the guy, same guy, I think, that owns? I think so. I think he is. One of the Saudi or, princes. Or, or part of the News like Corp or something. or something. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't, not that that makes a big difference, but yeah. that might be why you know him. Um, obviously, smart guy. Uh, obviously, a guy who, you know, knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. However, the Saudi, the, the idea behind the theory that Saudi Arabia is keeping prices low to affect U.S. Uh, oil producers the incentive for him is to say that, right? He's, mm-hmm. If this theory is correct, in which they're trying to depress oil prices so that frackers go away, the inse- the, there's an incentive to bring this opinion to the market. Because if you $50 a barrel oil isn't profitable for you as a fracker, you might think, well, if it's never going back up, we have to add that into the calculus. Maybe we do, do try to bail on this sooner rather than later. Um, but there is some evidence that, that that is not the case, that they are not going to be bailing. American drillers are, uh, are getting uh, gut-punched by low oil prices, but a new report says they can take it, is a headline at The Blaze today. While Morgan Stanley, Stanley analysts have estimated that most shale oil plays need oil pl- uh, prices to be above $75 a barrel for extraction to be profitable, uh, uh, Goldman's analysis now shows that prices would need to hit $40 a barrel for six months in order to seriously cripple American industry because companies have taken precautionary measures. And that's what you have to do. You have to hedge yourself for this to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're an oil producer and you don't do that, you're not very smart. The airlines did this for a long time, too. When their, their prices all shot up to $140 a barrel at that one point, um, they, were, they had hedged their bets. Southwest was one of them. They hedged their bets. We were able to keep prices low. And, again, you don't hear about that stuff when, uh, when it's in the news helping you. Uh, speculators absolutely ha- are a big part in the role of why there's $50 a barrel. They are, lo- they are looking at this information, and they are lowering prices really fast, trying to make money on it. That is, I have not seen one place credit the role of speculators in the drop of your gas prices. They never give them credit when it goes down. They only punish them when it goes up. Mm-hmm. This is a function of the market. It may or may not go up to $100 again. I, I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that the media is completely inconsistent when it comes to this issue. They will not tell you the stories of these uh, of speculators when the prices are going down. They'll bash them like crazy when they're going up. I mean, it's 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 blatantly obvious. It does make sense though for Saudi Arabia to try to put a crimp in uh, America's oil production because we are crushing them right now in the increase that we have that we have had over the last few years that. That uh, sh- that uh, fracking and hydraulic drilling have revolutionized the way in which we extract oil. Now, we, for forever, um, 
Since the continent was formed, we've had more oil than Saudi Arabia, if you include shale and all of that. If, if we were to extract all the oil available to us, it far surpasses everything in the Middle East. And they know that. So if they can make it unprofitable for U.S. oil companies to go the extra mile and extract oil from shale and all the other things they're doing, all the fracking and hydraulic drilling, and the extraordinary measures we're taking now to, to get the oil out of the ground, if they can stop that, well, then they continue to dominate uh, oil production. And that's what they have always wanted to do. So it just gives OPEC um, more power. It keeps the Saudis uh, where they are and have always wanted to be and want to continue to be, rather than us becoming completely oil uh, and energy independent now, which is what we're, we, uh, we're not trying as a government, but the people all want it. Right. Americans as a whole want America to be oil and energy independent. We would love to say uh, see ya forever to all Middle Eastern oil, to Iraq and Saudi Arabia. Uh, and they're about the only two, I think, that we get oil from in any sort of uh, major supply anymore. It'd be great, I think, to say goodbye to Mexican oil and Canadian oil or at least just keep it in the North American continent. Wouldn't that be great if, if yeah, we could only... If we could not, not get a drop from Venezuela, not get a drop from the Saudis and Iraq, and just concentrate on, uh, on the Western Hemisphere um, and the North part of the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, and why, the left doesn't, great. hates that, obviously. And the reason they hate it is because you have a situation where they want to build these fossil <laughs> They want to build these different you know, green energy sources. And when you want to do that, uh, you know, you can't allow us to be energy independent when it comes to oil. And of course, because you have to build an infrastructure for that. And that's why they don't like the Keystone pipe Pipeline. We're, we're going to do something on that in the Wonderful World of Stu this weekend. But it's like the, 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 there's no significant impact when it comes to, you know, uh, emissions with the Keystone Pipeline. But the issue is that they can't allow this infrastructure to be built. The, that just guarantees we're going to be using oil for a longer period of time. They have to discourage the, the period. And, and I will be you know, honest with you, this is, a, this is a terrible thing for them. These oil prices going down like this just means their green utopia is further away. People don't care about gas when they're paying a dollar. I paid a dollar seventy-four when I filled up the other 165 day. 165 this morning. 165 for Jeff. 165? I never thought we were going to see that again. Are you kidding me? 160? Really? Yeah. Yeah, down by Jeff, was that? really cheap. Uh, Fort Worth? Oh, yeah, in Fort Worth, out in my neck of the woods. Out yeah, there by down the in farms. those depressed you know, communities the, where they, wow. they allow people like Jeffy to reside. <laughs> just, just outside, there's a pump outside the trailer park. Yeah. That is <laughs> nice. It's a nice pump. Thank you. No, but that seriously, is I mean, seriously amazing. $165. I haven't seen that in I don't know how long. Yeah, you know, Late 90s? my stupid car <laughs> takes the Jeez. 93, you know, uh, oh, octane yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right? mine too. 209. 209 for 93 octane? That's oh. nothing. All I know is I was paying $80 to fill up my tank. Now it's 42 Think about that. Jeez. It's great. It's amazing that any industry can really sur survive on that. I mean, like, if you're selling something and all of a sudden <clears throat> the price goes down by <clears throat> half, how do you run your business? It's crazy. And it's amazing that they are able to still do it at this point. Yeah. And here is more proof of what we're talking about. Um, it looks like the future belongs to Texas, California, and the Rocky Mountain West. Now, in part, that's because of oil. Um, it's also because of, because of technology. But technology and, and the shale oil boom have helped catapult a big 
the winning cities to their uh, top slots in who's going to uh, own the future. Best performing cities in America. At uh, Apparently, <clears throat> San Francisco earns top honors among big cities, and Fargo, North Dakota wins among the smaller cities. To select the best performing cities, Milken Institute looked into the future, weighing each city's growth in w jobs, wages, and high-tech GDP. The losers were concentrated in the Northeast and Deep South, while cities in Texas, the Great Plains, and California all uh, look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, As you, you know, can see here. You can take a quick uh, uh, look at your career right now, and, and if, if you're disappointed in it, ask yourself, are you living in one of those cities with a green dot? And chances are you right. probably aren't. You're probably living up in, in, in an area where there's a lot of red dots, and like, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to have a great career if you go to one of these other cities, but there's a growth there. There's opportunity mm -hmm. there. I mean, you know, we said this before, like I, pretty much every relative I have is moving down. Uh, to Texas, if it's at all possible, really? <laughs> it seems like yeah. Uh, we've had you know That's good yeah. and perhaps somewhat yeah. No, bad they're all, some luckily all good so oh, far. Good, good. Uh, but uh, but it's one of those situations where, besides the fact they obviously like to be close to family, and you know once a couple family members move down, more are likely to come because there's people who want to be close to them. Uh, but the bottom line is the economies down here are so much better than everywhere else in America. There's yeah. so much growth uh, potential. There's so much opportunity for jobs and such that it's like you're kind of ignoring a real thing if you don't do these moves. Yeah. You can you can stay and be happy, and there's no you know look we we lived up north and we were happy, um, but in a in a place where now we our parents and our grandparents grew up in a different time where people didn't do these things. They didn't move across the country. They didn't go to areas with more uh, you know growth. They lived where they lived, and they made the best of it where they were, largely. And the average person today only lives in a house for six years. Yeah. You know, people are moving all the time, changing jobs all the time. And you, know, you have to go to these areas of opportunity, or you're not going to be able to take advantage of your talents. Well, it is the United States. I mean, we get to go where we want. Yeah. For now, anyway. For when now. we want. Yeah. <laughs> and look at Texas. Everything's green there. Uh, it's like, yes, come here, because you can get a job. Texas and North Dakota... I, if you wanted, if you need a job, those are two fantastic places to start looking for one. And the great thing about Texas is it's not um, North Dakota. Yeah, no kidding. It's a good point. It's a very good point. So if you want a job, you can either go to North Dakota and, <laughs> and come to Texas, and freeze your ass off mm -hmm. all the time, even right. in July. Yes. Or you can come to Texas where it's a little hot <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because the you know the uh, the clothing we've advertised on this the show was developed for people who live and work. In North Dakota, and it was developed that way for a reason. Because what's the name of it again? A lot of people ask about it. Die without it. You know, it's called uh, die without it. They die without no, it. I can't, they would be literally dead, freeze, frozen, dead with it without it. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it. We should we should put the thing up. Uh, yeah, we should. we should. Actually, I would love to. Because is that you in the commercial? Are you the one in, in the commercial the, in the freezer, like yeah. dancing around like an idiot? Yeah, that was me. Good commercial. <laughs> yeah, it did make me think. I'm like, well, holy crap, he's in there. You're <laughs> in there for a long time. Long time. It's like 35 minutes or something, and I, I didn't feel the cold. It was yeah. amazing stuff. We actually have, a, we didn't even tell you about this, Jeffy. We have a, a role for you, an opportunity. Do I get uh, to wear the waxed of, canvas cruiser? You will not be able to wear one of the jackets. You're going to be the, you're gonna be the without side of this ad. So we're going to put you in the freezer for, you know, a mm -hmm. month or so without <laughs> the jacket to see what happens. But what is the, what is the name of the, it's called the website. 
1791.com. Oh, you'll get it right at 1791.com. You can get it at 1791.com. What's the name of the brand? It's name Fortress Clothing, though. Fortress. 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 Yeah, we have the, yeah. well, the main jacket is the waxed canvas cruiser. Okay. Which yeah. is, uh, that thing is nice. That is awesome. Yeah. It, it looks great. It'll keep you warm. More patents, too, coming up. Just a month. Just a month. I got to be in the We'll put in, you know, a, you can stay longer if you want. Or something. I mean, by then you might not even know what you want, you know, after a month. So we'll just leave you there. Beck, it's Pat and Stu. Here's something I've believed for quite some time. Men who post selfies, uh, selfies. you know, you, you take a little selfie and then you post it on mm -hmm. Instagram or your Facebook page. They show psychopathic tendencies. Now, it's interesting. We did a segment, I don't know, a couple months ago about how Jeffy wanted to write a book about how to take a proper selfie because he had so many selfies on his phone. Well, so keep, many. Well, you were asking because uh, What's-Her-Face had her book coming Kim out. Kardashian. Right? Uh, Kim Kardashian. And I was thinking, well, I started going through I started going through my phone, and there's quite a number of them, actually. Quite a number. Yeah, yeah. We, we proved that uh, live on television that day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. There's a lot more of them. And it's, this is kind of interesting, then, uh, for you, um, because a study out of Ohio State, who plays in the national championship football game tonight against Oregon, they found that men who took selfies were more likely to exhibit psychopathic traits when compared to a control group. <laughs> I think that very applicable that. in your case. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense, because... Uh, psychopathy is characterized by impulsivity. They're going to snap the photos and put them online right away. They want to see themselves. They don't want to spend time editing. It's according to uh, Jesse, Jesse Fox, uh, the lead author of the study. It included 800 men between 18 and 40. So, I mean, it was a pretty big study, right? Yeah. And uh, so many of them you're, had... you're a psychopath, Jeffy, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> Are you getting that yet? I, I, I got Are it. you getting some of that? Okay, because that's what we're you're, you're intending for you're you. You're terrible. You're, you're just terrible. <laughs> I just took uh, a selfie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you've taken a lot of selfies. Um, they also are saying now that your smartphone, because you're, you're constantly, you know, you're taking out your phone. I don't have my phone here with me. Yeah. You're taking out your phone like this, and you're going, you're doing this all the time. And you're just going kind of like this. They're saying now mm -hmm. a wrinkle is forming here, and they're calling it tech neck. Tech neck. Tech neck. I like that. Um, because everyone, especially younger people, are going going down like this. And, of course, mm -hmm. us old people, uh, you know, we wrinkle all the time. Mm -hmm. But young people shouldn't be wrinkling yet. And we're talking about people as young as 18 in the study. And they're saying they're showing this this additional wrinkle that's never shown up before because people are bending uh, like this to wow. look at their phones so much. Wow. Probably to look at their selfies. Well, that's why you just need to put the chip in the eye and be done. That's one way to no, go. No, thank you. I don't That's think one way to go. Yeah, I mean, no, you don't have the, you don't have the tech neck. You don't have the, the, the freak wrinkle. You just got the tip in the eye. You can watch everything. Good to go. Freak wrinkle. Eh, whatever wrinkle? you want to call it. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, you get to that point where like the the, the new Apple Watch thing is coming out. Uh, I think uh, in a few months, right? Yeah. I have no March? interest in that. Really? Do you have any interest in that? I, some. Uh, less now when I found out it had to be used in conjunction with the right. cell phone. I thought it was like uh, independent of, on its own. And okay. I thought, okay, now that's really cool. If the watch can replace your cell phone, I think I'm in on that. 
But when it has to be used in conjunction, eh, it's not as cool to me. Right. It's basically just an indicator of what's going on on your phone. Hey, right now, yeah. here's a small little representation of what you could it's be another seeing by doing this. expensive gadget to use with your phone. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. This is what's going on on your phone, on your device, three feet away. Well, it's that oh. far. Again, it's like, right. all right, bzz, your phone goes off. I can go like this and say, oh, Jeffy's calling. Ignore. Or I can do this. Jeffy's calling. Uh, answer it, right? Yeah, but look how much tougher this right, thing like, was. Right, it's not that much look tougher. Look how hard I, that was. I think people may have overstated the amount of... Uh, <laughs> I think so. But it's going to sell a lot. You know it is, because it's Apple, and people have to have it. Apple, has anybody in history done a better job marketing their products than Apple? Well, watch, the watches are out, man. I mean, a lot of, who wears watches really anymore? <laughs> Seriously. Not very many people Glenn. wear watches. Okay. Watch yeah, collectors. Collectors, sure, but I mean, everyday life. I mean, well, years you had, had to have a watch, The point right? of a watch, if I remember correctly, was to tell time. Was to tell the time when you didn't have a clock around you. Right. Well, now yeah. you have a clock in your pocket all the time. a clock everywhere. Everywhere, Everywhere you go, there's yeah. cool. Your computer has So the, the only people who have watches one. now are people who enjoy the way they look or feel It's part of wrist, an accessory, you know? right, an yeah. accessory to dress. It's cool or it's a, it's a status symbol or whatever, but um, you don't, certainly don't need a watch anymore. We've got, we've got time-telling pieces everywhere we everywhere. look. Mm -hmm. Your stove, your microwave, up on the wall, uh, in your pocket, uh, on your iPad, on your computer, everywhere you go, continually updated. You fly to different time zones, completely updated for you. You don't even have to worry about what is it in central time. It tells you, okay? Yeah, you're in central time now. You cross the timeline on the eastern on the east coast. Now you're in east coast time. Jeez. So the Apple Watch is going to be like a status symbol. Of, I know, would think uh, so. No question, but because it's not that practical. That it will sell. Oh. oh, I think it will because again, it's I, Apple and they market. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain percentage of uh, people who will just buy millions. I was, uh, did I touch? We talk about my upgrade situation with my phone. Although we did a little bit right last week, mm -hmm. um, where I was arguing with AT and T. Oh yeah, telling them that I was going to leave their stupid service if they didn't yeah. let me upgrade my phone. <laughs> Eventually, they did let me upgrade my wife's phone. Sure which I, I didn't really need an upgrade. I was going to do it anyway because I'm a sucker. Mm -hmm. um, but I had, they told me I, I had to wait till March, which I was comfortable with. But it's like I, these these bizarre like these are thousand dollar phones, thousand mm -hmm. dollar phones that they're now selling. I mean, the fact that it's so bizarre the way we think of them because you think of them as just like these couple hundred dollars you throw them in your pocket like they're, you know you carry it around you drop it on the table. It's a thousand dollars, and like you know while they're not charging you a thousand dollars for the phone, they're building that into your monthly rate. Yeah, I mean, like they're they're not they're, they're not just like in a phone charity business. Where they're constantly mm -hmm. like subsidizing phones for no reason. They obviously it's worthwhile to them in the end. So it's kind of an amazing thing where like you, like we have come to a point in our society where literally everybody is carrying around a device that costs a few hundred dollars at least, even if you have a, a cheaper phone. And we are supposed mm -hmm. to convince ourselves that there's all this income inequality and people can't afford nice things. Yeah, it's like yeah, they kind of can. Yeah, they kind of can. I mean, I, look, I'm not everybody, you know, has uh, a lot of money. But what's happening is the things that use that rich people were the only ones who could afford them are now attainable for everybody. And, and because we spend the money on there and then we complain we don't have any extra money left over. Well, you chose to spend money on these things. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm waiting for the iPhone 19, which comes with a screen this big. Yeah. It's like a 60 inch uh, television screen attached to it. Seems but easy. it almost fits in your pocket. Not quite. You just need bigger pockets. Yeah, you, that's the thing. 
I mean, does it fit in your pocket? Yes, oh. if your pocket's really, really big. Well, we addressed this on the wonderful world of stew. Uh, there was a, a pocket constitution that everyone carries around. Mm -hmm. We invented the pocket Obamacare. It's a little larger. You need big pockets for that one. But it fits, It's a couple right? thousand pages. But it, but fits. it fits in your pocket. <laughs> as long as you have our special extender pockets. <laughs> All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up. We should uh, play that thing. You should. We'll uh, let pocket Obamacare. What up next? Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Next. That's not right. Next. No, we're going to play next. next. Come right, come right. right up. Next. What's going to go tomorrow? Who's got a wild hair up his rectal cavity right now to change things up a little bit? People would. were counting on one thing, and now you're throwing a curveball hey, here. They don't we're know what, we're doing what our prep sheet says. I just wanted to do the meta order. That's all. Uh, what I wanted to do was this uh, story that Glenn talked about a little bit, uh, and the special reason why I wanted to do it, make sure we got this in, was tonight okay. is the special. Uh, the root, uh, the red storm is tonight. It's the root of... You know the coming war, um, and uh, which we're kind of in the middle of, in some at some level, um, and it's about Russia and kind of their the rebirth, I guess, and really scary stuff that Glenn has, has found out about it. One of the things that is really bizarre is picture if, for a second if we had a bill that some evil conservative popped up there that said no PDA between gay people and, and no public PDA. I guess it's a little bit redundant um, in, uh, in in America for gay people. You can't talk about being gay. You can't say these things at all. If that bill was brought up to Congress, can't hold right, hands, can't kiss. Right. Can't would it touch. get five votes? No. No. The answer would be no. Right? Would it get two votes? I don't think so. Would it get one? No. I don't think it would even be brought up. Right? Mm -hmm. But let's just say it was brought up somehow. I don't think it would get five votes. In Russia, that bill passed unanimously in their Congress. Unanimously, no dissent at all on a bill that banned people who were gay from kissing in public. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then what kind of weird road are they on right now? Look, what, because it's getting worse. Yeah, they talk about us being haters because you know we talk about gay marriage and people think, but or what? Can you imagine being in a place where there was unanimous government uh, 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 consent to stopping gay people from kissing in public? That is another world, right? Yeah. Uh, and they are going uh, harsher and harsher on this. Well, here's, what, here's what you really don't want is gay people driving. That's true. We, I think we can all that. unite I think we, say we, we don't can don't agree on that, right? Because we've seen the, the gay accidents <laughs> that have happened. The gaxidents. The gaxidents is what we've been calling them. There's too many. There's too many gaxidents. There's too many. And, and every day you're seeing the headline, another gay crashes. And I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another brutal accident. In, uh, <laughs> well, we've been seeing that for a long time. Apparently, finally, Russia's doing something Day about this. 40. And I don't know whether to just think mm. this is just a funny, ridiculous story. And obviously, if I was gay and lived in Russia, I would not find it funny at all. But really, it's more, to the point, I think, scary from the government perspective. If you feel that you can ban <laughs> gay people from driving, what else are you going to do? 
Well, um, we're about to find out because yeah. there's a lot more than that. And you'll find yeah. that in the three-day special. Starts tonight on the Glenn Beck program. Make sure you watch it. Um, but now Russia has listed transsexual and transgendered people among those who will no longer qualify for driver's licenses. Guys, amazing. Being gay. Sex disorders. I've seen both sides of this. Some places are, are saying it's specifically transgendered. Some people are saying that it, it would include just uh, being a homosexual um, specifically. I don't, I don't know exactly which one is true yet. I guess that will be... You know, they'll sort that out in the, in the law. My guess is it's going to happen just because, I mean, they're also going after fetishism, exhibitionism, and voyeurism. Bastards. Now, can you, how comfortable would you feel walking, Jeffy, in, uh, in Russia? Yeah, because you wouldn't be driving. <laughs> I don't think they would Obviously, allow you Obviously, your, your car driver's license is gone. If they're banning vote. voyeurs. Fetishists? Like stuff? Yeah. You do like the leg Just stuff. Just because of that. You do like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's becoming, being called a mental disorder and barring people from driving. Also, people who are too short. Uh, if you're f oh. below five short feet. people got no reason to live. <laughs> Randy knew. He told us that. He told us that along. He did tell us that. 1977 or 78. He told us that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Being bad, if you have short an eye disorter, uh, a lot feet. of different things. What? Mm -hmm. the short little feet. Short little hands. We're still on the Randy. Something else. Just want to make sure. People I, they meet. I mean, they got no reason. <laughs> anyway. So you got that. Uh, government says it is uh, tightening medical controls for drivers mm -hmm. because Russia has too many road accidents, which is something we have backed up over uh, the past. Yes. Uh, I will yes. say that is true. That is true. They need to do <laughs> that something. Is true. It's just not banning gay people. That's not the thing to do. I'd be surprised if uh, if these were all uh, accidents. Wouldn't you? Yes. There's just too many of them for them all to be accidents. It would be a very, uh, I don't think it would be an alternative lifestyle if all they're at, because it would be the lifestyle. Yeah, uh, yeah, it really would. Well, the reason we see so many of the accidents is because everybody has a dash cam now, mm -hmm. because there was a lot of insurance scams going on with people pretending to be hit when they weren't, and so people started putting the uh, dash cam on, on their car, on their vehicle. And so they could document what actually happened. And so here is what actually keeps happening. Hmm. Oh, acts, oh, no. acts, accidents like that keep happening. Now, is this driver gay? We don't know. Whoa. I don't even know what happened there. No. He just started rolling for no apparent reason. Well, that's... <laughs> no one gets hurt in these, by the way. Yeah, we've we should determined that, that a long time ago. No, no, no. Oh, no. And he clearly, clearly had the green light, too, and still got run into. Yeah, that one was not his fault. The, the so, gay driver must have been the person. <laughs> <in> the <intersection>. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that guy just tipped over a, uh, uh, an emergency vehicle. Oh, no, no. This is not like. promising. It looks like a train coming down. Oh, oh no. my gosh. Shoot, that was head on, but nobody got hurt, so no. that's the good thing. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no one heard. No, no one, one heard, heard in the making of uh, Russian dash Oh, no. Dash I hate videos. when someone's walking across the street. I know, that never too, because you know. Well. Oh, boy. And oh, two trucks he almost got him. Oh. just gets out of the way. Mm -hmm. Another and, uh, uh, apparently was... gay accident. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh man. man, was he speeding through that. That was just a short person. I was, was, was going to say, that person. looked yeah. like a short person. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, he's sliding. That's definitely some sliding uh, going on. Oh, that's know. obviously a transgender transgendered person. Transgendered car, apparently in Russia. Right into them, and uh, oh, look at this. Here, there, there, here's somebody else with a sexual disorder right here. That's an amputee. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It didn't even look like he tried to slow down on that I mean, one. does anybody 
have breaks. And don't you see these things coming? I mean, I, I know. Yeah, they do nothing about it. They must be texting or something. Oh, no. Oh. I really hope there was not a passenger in that one. There weren't. There was Again, no, that, nobody no was one, in the car. No one, no one was harmed. No one was hurt. That's right. Russian Thank Dutch you, Jeff, for reminding us. So uh, that's great. Because that. it didn't look like that if you were watching. Now, in, uh, in the Soviet Union or in Russia, they, they say the professional, the professional Drivers Union supports this move on the uh, sexual disorder banning of uh, driver's license because, quote, we have too many deaths on the road, and I believe toughening medical requirements for applicants is fully justified. <laughs> is it a medical condition if you're homosexual? I think most people with a brain would say no. No, it doesn't seem like uh, seems like they would uh, say no. Something right. on the high priority list of driving no. uh, uh, restriction. <laughs> I, it doesn't seem that way. But. If you feel like you're a woman inside of a man's body, and you know, so you're transgendered, right, or you're in that process or whatever, does that make you a worse driver? I don't I think no, so. I've not seen the studies on that. I don't think um, so. But in America, we're are we too stupid to look into this? Yeah, in fact, I would to see just uh, you know, if I'm, short people drive poorly. I'm speculating a little bit here, but if you are a woman turning into a man, you're going to be a better driver. Oh. <laughs> be here all week. That may have been the most controversial thing ever said on this program. Yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, women are bad drivers. <laughs> joke, really? really? Is it that controversial? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I thought it was funny anyway. Uh, so uh, it's and it's actually not even true. Statistically, uh, not even accurate. Actually, guys are terrible drivers. In well, most of what we said is not accurate today. No. Well, Jeffy's on the show. So yeah. right off the bat, I mean, you're starting with one-third of the show being completely wrong. Except for short people. Yeah. The short well, people, the short people live, are right? bad That's drivers. true. And that can be said. Do they have a reason to live, though? No. No. they got no little hands. I remember back when that song came out, people were so pissed yeah, off about it. It is amazing. Like, I cannot believe Hello. that. I can't believe they would do it now. <laughs> would you, if someone released play a song, the song, says no, no, not play the song because you know it's an old song and people know it. Yeah. But if someone just released out of nowhere that short people have no reason to live, <laughs> I got, think I hope people would be smart enough to hear what the actual message would is. Would you, or so, would you go think? march in France? I don't know. I don't know if you'd go march or uh, because it's clearly. I mean, there was one verse where it, I, I can't remember all the song, but he talks about how you know he's being ironic. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm making a point here that short people aren't bad, that all people should live together in harmony kind of thing. <laughs> they got grubby little fingers. Grubby little fingers. Dirty little minds. Dirty little minds. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next line? And That's have fantastic. Their, uh, They're going to get you every time. <laughs> I don't want those short people. Around me. Now, <laughs> read, the, read the verse fantastic. where he reveals what kind of song it actually is. Do, do, do you have the lyrics in front of you? Or yeah, no? I do. But I don't. Little hands, great big lies, platform shoes, or nasty little feet. <laughs> All men are brothers there until the go. day they die. Thank you. It's a wonderful world. Yes. Short people got nobody, okay? Short. Okay. Does that not tell you what the song is about at that point? Short people got nobody? Yeah, nobody. Short people got nobody. Why? Got nobody. They got nobody to love. It's a, uh, it's a metaphor for all, you know, people who are... Uh, oppressed. All I know is I got grubby right. little fingers. And dirty little all, all, all I'm telling you is that today, if that song were released, there would oh be a it would be misunderstood would be, just like it was. Well, it would be intentional. Like, for example, yeah. Stephen Colbert did jokes about Asians that were intended to to back Asians against uh, you know hatred, right? 
Yeah. Like, again, he used stereotypes of Asians essentially to make a point that it was bad to stereotype Asians. And Asian groups got pissed off about it. Right. Yeah. It's like you can't even. It's worse than Even it. when you're on their side. It is it's worse than that. It's, it's, it's much, so much worse. This song would be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there a short people union or something? Like, certainly, you know, Probably. we've seen well, this with, with little people when someone uh -huh. says the, the M word. Yeah, you can't. Which you can't use, apparently. Which I always thought that the little people was actually sounded worse. Even though there is midget baseball. There is, yeah. You know, you mm -hmm. can't say it. But you, when you say, if you say little people, no, to me that sounds more baseball. demeaning, actually. Yeah, I don't know. They, I never they understood apparently that like one. it, though. Yeah. People who are little do, do like it. They like the little people label. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the song Revolution was wildly misunderstood and banned by some radio stations because they thought it was, it was promoting revolution. Listen to the song, for yeah. the love of Pete. I remember I had a program director in uh, one of my first radio stations that I worked for when Urgent by... Foreigner came Foreigner, out. Oh my gosh. He wanted to ban the song based on what he thought it sounded like they said. Like, they don't say virgin. And even if they did, why is that? It's virgin, 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 emergency. <laughs> so, a virgin emergency? What? What I gotta tell that? you, why I is like that virgin bad? emergency a lot better than urgent. I'll I, kept tell you telling him, I kept telling him the song is urgent. It's right on the label. Look at it. And he's like, well, that's not what it sounds like. But that's what it is! Right. <laughs> was he short? Yeah, he was. See, yeah. he was short no person. reason to live. See, yeah, he had no grubby little, little hands, hands grubby little dirty feet. little mind. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents to come. By the way, uh, as we have uh, Kim Jong Un is now uh, saying we can't release movies, and extremists are now saying what cartoons we can release. ISIS has hacked Central Command's Twitter account. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's, uh, ISIS was nice. controlling Central Command's Twitter account. That's the world we live in today. Oof. America the Beautiful. Our founding fathers sacrificed their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to bring the grand American experiment into existence, freeing the world and letting men govern themselves for the first time. The documents that enshrine this freedom are among the most important ever written. We keep these important documents close to our hearts with the Pocket Constitution. But the Constitution isn't the whole story. There's another document, just as vital, that has never been available in an easy-to-hold format until now. Introducing Pocket Obamacare. The most important law ever passed is now available to you. Wherever you go, you'll love having access to the law that saved America. Its handy portable size will allow you the freedom to teach others about the required tasks they must complete to be citizens in good standing. So get your Pocket Obamacare today. Warning, Pocket Obamacare is not for use for those with back problems, heart palpitations, restless leg syndrome, women who are pregnant, women who might be pregnant, women who have been pregnant, and women. Discontinue use if you suddenly develop scoliosis, arthritis, ruptured Achilles, torn labrum, or broken hip when using Obamacare. Owners of Pocket Obamacare agree that none of the preceding ailments will be treated by Obamacare. Pocket Obamacare should not be used around household pets, small children, expensive glassware, damaging chemicals, and test tubes filled with communicable disease samples. Order Pocket Obamacare now and receive 
receive the handy-dandy pocket Obamacare slacks that serve as the perfect pants to wear when carrying Obamacare and our legal justification for the use of the word pocket in pocket Obamacare. Entering into a purchase agreement with pocket Obamacare does not necessarily mean that you will receive the full pocket Obamacare booklet. Section upon section may be delayed in shipment and may arrive in different forms or not at all. Actor is shown with pocket Obamacare volume 1. Volumes 2 through 55 will arrive periodically. Images shown of pocket Obamacare may be smaller than actual pocket Obamacare. Batteries not included. Use only if infected. <laughs> I love that bit. Oh, that's funny. That's funny business. All right there. there you uh, go. Okay. Would Triple you carry that? 727 back. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's so important to us. It's so important. Uh, actually, if you want to go to theblaze.com today, you're going to learn something about your life. And today you can go and learn what your April 15th is going to be like or near, near that as you prepare your taxes with the eight new documents you're going to have to fill out to Yay. finalize those taxes thanks to Obamacare. I looked at them just a quick glance, had no idea what the hell they were. Does everybody have to do it? Um, I think that it is, yes, I think everyone has to do it. However, if you just had health insurance, it's probably a hell of a lot easier than if you had partial. The partial year stuff looked like a nightmare. Trying to figure out how many, essentially, how many days you had health insurance, how many you didn't, what level of subsidy you're going to get, what level of subsidy you were supposed to get. What, like, they may have given you a subsidy that's too big. It's a big thing people don't understand is, let's say they, they should have, they, they figure out your initial subsidy and they give you $4,000 to pay for Obamacare. Then they go back into the end of the year and you made more money than they thought you did. They're going to take that money back. If they give you 4000 they only should have given you 3000 you're going to owe them $1,000. That's how that works. And you have to fill out eight pages of forms mm. to figure out how much you owe them. Unbelievable. People are going to love well, this. Have you seen the H&R Block commercial with the goofy little guy sitting yeah, there in the a bow tie? Seminars. Yeah. Uh, how much do you have to know about Obamacare this year? A lot. So they're going to have seminar. And the seminar was going on from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's a 12 hour <laughs> seminar. How much do you love Obamacare? Oh, my gosh. Mm. How much? I. Uh, same as always. <laughs> Not at all. That's because you hate Zero. black yep. people. Exactly. You stumbled on it so, so I, quickly. I knew it was something. I like tried that. to cover it up, but I guess I'm so transparent under your steely gaze. <laughs> it's nice that we have that relationship. Yeah, it is. I think. Uh, all right, so we've got the goofiest viral marketing campaigns in movie history, and apparently one of them is very, very recent. Yeah, movie it's... I saw last week. Oh, you did? Yeah, Taken 3. Was it good? Better than Taken 2. In my opinion. But not as good as Taken 1? Yeah, someone wrote on the internet, uh, Taken 3 makes Taken 2 look like Taken, which I think is unfair. <laughs> wow. Um, I actually thought Taken 3 was better than Taken 2. Taken 2, I was not a fan. Now, now I have to put this in a general, uh, wow. the general vicinity uh, uh, of what I'm talking about. I freaking love Taken. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. And it's, it's good. like, it's, I love that movie so much that any movie made about this character, I'm going to like to some, at mm -hmm. some level. Mm -hmm. It was not the greatest movie of all time. However, I enjoyed both Taken 2 and Taken 3. I think I like three more, though. Wow. Uh, you know, it was a, it's, you know, he's just a badass. He and, is. And uh, he's so good in those movies. He is. And because of this, he's arguably the biggest action hero in America. Which is kind of weird. It's weird. He's in his 60s. Yeah. And his gun comments. Um, but Taken 3, his, oh, he's got more than gun comments. I mean, he's, the guy's agonizing. But <laughs> Taken 3 and LinkedIn were tied together. They figured out a way to make LinkedIn cool. Uh, and apparently... They take it away? Uh, <laughs> yeah. After, there was some little contest. It didn't quite set the world on fire. Uh, Fox has worked with LinkedIn to create a new profile page for Brian Mills. Is he Liam? Liam? Yeah, it's his character. Character, yeah. okay. So it's only the second time that LinkedIn 
has permitted a fictional character to have a profile. That they and, know of. And I don't know, can, can we go back to it? He had 500 followers, I think, right? Yeah, 500, 500 connections. <laughs> Security <laughs> consultant. probably Funny. expected more than that. Yeah, maybe. But it didn't come through. By the way, I have a new policy on this program. See if you support me. Oh, boy. This. All right. Okay. Anyone who emails, any one of us three, with mm -hmm. a LinkedIn request gets publicly shamed on this yes. program. Yes! We're going to put their picture on TV. We're going to call them douches on TV. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to join your LinkedIn network. Yeah. Stop Ever. it. Stop, Stop it. Stop it. And it's going on from some people in this building. In the building. It Stop it. Watch this network. How many times have we said how much we hate LinkedIn? Stop it. It happens all the time. I don't know how it works. I don't care about it. I don't want it. I've never been there. I can't I can't stop it though. Stop it! We are we are now implementing this policy. Before this, we'll give you a break. If I get another warning that you want to be my friend on LinkedIn. No! No, and you're being publicly shamed <laughs> yes. on this program. Don't make us do it, because we will. We will oh, do yes. it. We'll do it well. We'll have to do the rest of this.